happy holidays and Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We're back to talk about Season 2's Christmas special for all creatures, great and small. That's right. And if you'd like to join us next year when we cover Season 3, it's so close. I can't wait to see what happens. Then please send us a short video or audio recording at ps at witf.org. So it's Christmas time in Darabee, 1938. James and Helen are engaged and we're back for another Christmas Eve at Skildale House. Yay! <laughs> So my my quick reaction was it's Christmas Yay, in all caps. <laughs> this episode starts hopeful and cheerful and then gets a little stressful because of tricky. I cried. And then it ends up a little bittersweet with the war literally looming over the house. Literally so, with literally, the plane. Yeah. yeah. Um so you want to jump into this? Yes, please, please, please. Okay. So leading up to the Christmas party, uh, the scene, like the whole thing starts off with the house being decorated so nicely. It's so pretty and it's super quiet. I know. Way to go, which, Mrs. Hall. Which was weird. It and was, then, yeah. I didn't really like. <laughs> it was real quiet. Jess yeah. is like just zonked out in Jess, front of a chair. I love Jess. I was so happy she was in this episode <laughs> again. I love her. Um, but then there's a phone call and we realize it's the middle of the night. That's why it's so quiet. Yes. Uh, James wakes up. He jumps out of bed and he finds out there's a cow that needs seeing too. Mm-hmm. So and he in- changes the date. Oh, he does change the date because it's officially Christmas Eve now. Yes. So we it's sometime after midnight. <laughs> um, James goes to the Kitson farm in his pajamas to give the cow a shot of Prontosil, I think is how yeah. it was pronounced for pneumonia. But James also didn't do his hair, and he's so cute I with know, his hair. I like love that. his sleep hair. Everybody's sleep hair is really nice. It is. Like I, I prefer the sleep hair, please. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, James. We need more sleep hair. <laughs> um, at, as he's leaving the Kitson farm, he sees an ewe in distress. Um, he's uh, the yeah the sheep is suffering after getting its leg caught in something. And Mr. Kitson, no, oh, his it, it gave birth. It gave birth. I thought he it said, said it the got lambing. Oh, the lambing. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, the I babies. have old people ears. I it's can't okay. Hear That's what I'm that. here for. Yeah, thank you. We balance each you other. Must great. have been reading the captions. I must have been. <laughs> I looking was away. reading the captions <laughs> because that's how I have to watch it to make sure we catch everything. <laughs> so the um, the sheep was giving birth. Okay. And that the the, the lamb's got, leg was stuck. So instead it. of like I don't know calling a vet. It was stuck. He couldn't do anything, so he just, he just grabbed, grabbed and the pulled. lamb. That, okay, that makes sense. I yeah. thought he grabbed the lamb and pulled it out of something. Oh, so I no. missed a lot of context there. Yeah, Thank that's you. Okay. Thank you. Of course. Um, so James sees this ew, and he decides. Well, the farmer, Mister Kitson, would rather let nature run its course so rather rude. than help at all. And you see it on James's face. Yeah, I don't know if you realize. I was just like, James, he can't let it go. Yeah, James cares too much about animals. He does. That's what we love about him. I know. He's <laughs> such a good person. Um, so James acts like he's leaving, but he stops at the car, turns around, and goes back to give the um, the sheep a painkiller. Mm-hmm. And I anesthetic, wrote down. Right? Anesthetic, yeah. And I wrote down, Mr. Kitson's a jerk. <laughs> He was very rude. Yeah. And as James is leaving, he finds a hunk of wood on the Mm -hmm. ground and he decides, I guess, that that's his payment and he takes it along with him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back in town, Mrs. Hall is getting ready for the Christmas party. She's out with Diana. Like, they're becoming fast friends. They are. It was really cute. And we find out that Gerald's coming to the party, the Mm -hmm. Christmas party. Um, and Diana tries to talk Audrey into looking her best for Gerald. Maybe put a little lipstick on. Yeah. I think she calls it war paint later. Yes, she does. War- <laughs> put your war paint on. Um, Diana talks about all the fun she's having with Siegfried. Which, <laughs> Tristan. Tristan, spare me the details. Really? Yeah. Don't tell me. I'm literally but, telling you not to talk yeah, about he it. He says something about it almost makes his um, breakfast come back up or something yes. like that. <laughs> He's going to puke. Typical little brother. Yes. Um, but Audrey must have taken, well, she might have taken some of Diana's advice to heart because she hurries off. But yes. she also hurries off to intercept the mail. Mm-hmm. So she's, she finds the mail lady and she takes the mail and she sticks an envelope in her pocket. Now, I thought it was a letter from her son. I I kind of thought so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was not. It was not. It was not. We she's find not out. expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um. Audrey walks into 
the practice, and she tries to talk Siegfried into inviting Diana to Christmas lunch. But <laughs> she's she kind of like looking she's dancing, at her. I love it. <laughs> she's dancing around it, and he's like, "It sounds like you want to tell me to do something, and then I'm going to have to do it." Yeah. <laughs> so but I don't want to do it because really, I'm not ready for that step. See. They feel like a married couple already. They do. They okay. argue like it. <laughs> yes, they do. So uh, she tries. She says, I think you should invite Diana to Christmas lunch. And he says, I think Christmas is a day for family. And he doesn't want to raise her expectations. He thinks mm-hmm. Christmas Day raises people's expectations when you're, you spend the day together. Yep. And, and then he says she should bring Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> and she goes, OK, we're good at the number we're at. Yeah, we better <laughs> They're not They're both any. not ready. <laughs> They're not. Uh, so that raises the question, do you think spending the day with someone on Christmas raises expectations? Yes. Yes? I would say so. I mean, so, I don't know. We grew up, my family, the door was always open. My friends would just come over and not even knocking. Okay. And then grab a drink from the cupboard. Like, this is what we did growing up. It was, yeah. our house was that house. Oh, okay. You, it always you, has You had been. the party house. Yes. Yeah. So, like, anybody's invited to Christmas. I'm always like, hey, mom, can this person come to Christmas? And she's like, yes. yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm just telling you because I know the answer is going to be yes. But, <laughs> but I want you to be aware of how much food you're going to have to make for how many people I invite. So I think, like, that's how we are. We always just have whoever over whenever they want. Everybody's always welcome. It's never exclusive. Um, So, but I guess for other people, Christmas is such a family time. Yeah. I mean, I I think maybe it's also very early in their relationship, too, or he feels it's very early. Because I don't know, like, Christmas was always really complicated when you just started dating someone a few months earlier. And you're like, do I buy them a gift? What do mm-hmm. I buy them? We don't know each other that long. It gets complicated. It so does. I guess it, it it depends on the situation. If yeah. it's a friend, probably no big deal. Come on <laughs> over. We have food. And Siegfried's <laughs> not the only one. I mean, Mrs. Pumphrey says, go be with oh, your yeah, family. family. A lot of people family, say yeah. you need to be with your family on Christmas. Yeah. So I think that's part of Some why people don't like, want to be with their family. Some people don't. And that's okay. <laughs> that's because you can make your own family. Yes. That's a very valid mm-hmm. thing. Um, okay. So... It depends. That's the answer. It depends. Yes. Um, while we're at Scaledale House, the phone rings. Um, Mrs. Pumphrey calls. There's something wrong with Tricky Woo. Not okay. I love Tricky. Uh, yeah. James offers to go, but Siegfried says, no, you had an early start. I'll go check him out. And we find out that it's because she's always generous with the sherry <laughs> this time of year. I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Mrs. Hall makes that comment. And then Mrs. Hall hands James a Christmas card and one's from his dad. His dad wants him to call tomorrow at 5 p.m. And we find out that James hasn't really talked to his mom mm-hmm. since he introduced her to Helen. Yeah. And he I was like, her at oh, all. no. Like, that's that's really sad. It is. I mean, that's like four, well, I guess three months because it was the end of September. October, November, December, at the end of December. So, like, oh, yeah. almost three months that's of not talking. a long time. Like, he's just never yeah. caught her on the phone. It just seem, seems a little weird. No, he's written to her. Oh, and she, and she does not back. write back. His okay. dad writes back. His dad, so, his his dad, dad I think, is, is the mediator. I think so. Very yeah. much so. But his mom's really... She's holding a little bit of a... She's she's heartbroken. She's heartbroken. Yeah. She she has a bit of a grudge. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. So um, Siegfried's off to see Tricky Woo. Uh, We arrive and Mrs. Pumphrey's house is like just covered in sheets everywhere. I was nervous. I was was like, oh my gosh, she's calling about Tricky and all this stuff is covered. What What is is going on? Uh, But it turns out that she just sent her staff home and she's going to be alone for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And... um, the reason she called Siegfried was because Tricky's been off his food for a few days and he has the trots and he's been depressed. Uh, when she says that he has the trots, he growls. I love and it. <laughs> she says, I'm sorry to embarrass you, Tricky, but he's a doctor. <laughs> we have to tell him everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out Siegfried examines and says Tricky has gastroenteritis and has signs of dehydration and he has to leave and stay with Farnan Uh like over Christmas possibly yeah which was really sad because that's like her family (laughs) it is it is and um we noticed that he picks up his eyes and producer Allie actually questioned like they keep looking at the eyes and I think it was just really for the dehydration piece Um, well you noticed that he kind of pinches he like pinched and like pulled it up 
and then dropped it fast. Okay. Because I think when you're dehydrated, if you pinch your own skin, you yeah. can tell by your skin. Because it, it stays pinched yeah. when you let go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and, always a little bit dehydrated. Oh, uh, well, you should drink more water. I know. <laughs> I have been drinking more water. You need to your drink half forget. your weight in ounces. Yes, that's true. I'm telling you, a straw makes all the difference. <laughs> People does. who don't drink enough water, put a straw in a cup and you will drink, drink so all much the more. water that day. You will. It'll be... <laughs> We'll be uh, very hydrated. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, Farnan also promises to try and have Tricky back for Christmas because this is her family. Tricky is. is her family. And then she'd be totally by herself. And that's not okay. No, it's not. Um, so back at back in town at Drover's Inn, Tristan's flirting with Maggie again. Mm-hmm. And he says that he's he's back. He, he tried to advance his prospects. And she goes real sultry. Like, she goes, did you then advance your <laughs> prospects? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, Maggie. I'm not very good at sultry voices. That's um, okay. But he says he's anticipating knowing his grades soon enough. So mm-hmm. we know that the grades are coming. Yes. And he's anxious about it. <laughs> now we're we're flashing uh, on to James driving to the Aldersons. For some reason, these boys take a lot of pit stops. So he's like yeah. stopped on the side of the road, carving the wood he picked up at Mr. Kitson's. He's a, um, he's a whittler now. Yeah, he is a whittler. <laughs> and he's driving on to Helen's. And when he arrives at Helen's, we find out that James brought presents for the mm-hmm. family. Jenny seems really excited. Yes. Which I'm sure he brought presents, but Jenny seems genuinely very over. I guess she, I think she just likes she, James she likes so much. James. Well, he's very she nice. She thinks to he's her. cute. It's true. He's, and he is really he nice to her. Dreamy. Yeah. And he uh, saved her dog. Oh, he did. So yeah. I think that I mean, she has a she kind. She probably yeah. really likes James. Oh yeah. Um, Jen, we find out that Jenny's made pudding. She soaked it in brandy for weeks. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, and she followed Mrs. Hall's recipe. She's mm-hmm. so excited because she's making Christmas lunch for all of them. I think she says something to James along the lines of like, "Wear loose trousers." Yeah. <laughs> and this is when James realizes that he and Helen are double booked. Yes. For Christmas lunch. And I also noted that this is the first time that James has just made assumptions about, like, where Helen's going to be spending her life. (laughs) Back at Scaledale, Tristan asks about his grades. And that's when Mrs. Hall, um, that's what Mrs. Hall had put in her pocket. So she gives Tristan a pep talk before he opens his his grades, tells him, like, he's a good guy with a warm heart. He's real kind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. She's, like, real good to him. And uh, he gets ready to open it, but in walks Siegfried. So he pretends his grades are a bill. <laughs> it's so a Tristan. I love it. It's yeah, for you. It's a bill. It's, it's for you. And he's like, well, why are you giving it to me then? I don't uh, want it. <laughs> so Siegfried runs away um, and Tristan tries to open it again. And Siegfried interrupts him again. Mm-hmm. So Siegfried wants Tristan to take a second look at Tricky because yes. he wants his opinion on a case that's stumping him. Amazing. Can't believe it. Like, this is amazing. I'm I so know. excited. I'm so excited. I know. Um, so <laughs> we find out none of the Tommy drugs that um, Tricky Woods has been given are actually working. And Tristan makes some alternative suggestions. He It's a whole lot of medical. Yeah. So I wrote it down. Okay. And then I looked into some of it, but there was so much. So he says bismuth, kaolin, chlorodyne. Okay. And then he says powdered. Oh, geez. Apequana? Apequana? I don't know. (laughs) It's that long I word. Yeah. I-P-E-C-A-C-U-A-N-H-A. Right. Anyway. And opium. And then hematoxylin. So I quick did like a closer look. Yeah. On some of it. So kaolin pectin aids in the treatment of non-infectious diarrhea. So he he gave that. I think I've actually heard of that. Yeah. And then he never, he said it didn't work. But... Chlorodyne actually has an interesting background. So from the London Hospital Gazette called Chlorodyne Brown, it's actually made from Dr. John Collis Brown. Okay. And he um, lived 1819 to 1884. Okay. So this is, you know, end of the 1800s that this has been around. The medical properties of chlorodyne is anodyne, astringent, and antispasmodic. Spasmodic. I think that's how you the say anti-spasmodic it. would probably help slow down the flow. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I'm going to you on that one. Um, the effects have three phases. So first, a few moments after taking chlorodyne, a gentle heat is experienced at the stomach, oh, okay. succeeded by a general glow and relief from pain. Oh, okay. Second is a tranquil, composed state gradually takes place with or without sleep. And third is a comfortable and regular sleep of normal duration with a, without coma ensues, during which a favorable change takes place while the patient can be aroused at any moment. Okay. So this is, so I think, why we see Tricky is still kind of down and laying yeah, down and still kind of zoned out. Plus, amazing acting by Derek. Oh, um. yeah. Really well-trained dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my closer look on Chlorodyne. Okay. Um, anyway, so Siegfried's really taken aback by all of these medical words being thrown in his I face. Know. And he says, I'm sorry, you read something? <laughs> and Tristan is rightly offended. Um, and Siegfried leaves. And this is when Tristan finally opens his grades. But, oh, my God, did he pass? I, because that, he has a poker face. You cannot oh tell. Oh, my gosh. I was like, did he pass? Did he not? And Freaked then, But out. he was, like, so neutral. He did so such neutral. a great yeah. job acting that There's scene. no clue whatsoever. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, back at the Kitson farm, Helen asks what um, James has been carving because it's in the car. And he says it's a Kaliak. Mm-hmm. Old woman winter. And his dad carves one each year they burn it on christmas day for good luck and to ward off evil spirits and so i did a, a quick closer look on uh Kaliak. oh thanks yeah so in scotland the legend goes that the giant woman a goddess a divine hag named Kaliak, created scotland she oh. made the rivers with her staff and when she fell asleep on the mountains her rivers created lakes and her uh, staff can also freeze the land and this is what I found really interesting. She has a giant hammer like Thor. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> uh, she uses it to shape the land and mountains. And when she washes her plaid, she causes sea storms. And when she lays her now white plaid across the land to dry, she creates the first year's snow. It's oh, my like gosh. the loveliest. So I got all this from BBC Scotland's YouTube channel, The Woman That Created Scotland by BBC The Social. Oh, that's awesome. It's fascinating. I'll have to watch that. An even deeper look at some point. (laughs) I know. That's really cool. Yeah. You you know what I also noticed, though, was that he didn't do it the year before. No, he didn't. So I'm guessing because he was supposed to go home for Christmas last season. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to go home, but he turned around to see the wedding. Yes. To go back right. and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. stop the wedding. Let's be real. He Let's went to real. go stop he, he the wedding. He was hoping to stop the wedding. <laughs> and it was already stopped. Luckily, he didn't have to be that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably why he didn't. Or my thought was maybe because he's marrying Helen, he's in a like family state of mind. And he yeah. feels like he has to start bringing in traditions from his own family to basically yeah. pass on. I guess. Yeah. Either one, I guess. Um, when they arrive at the Kitson farm... Uh, James peeks in on the U, but the U's not there anymore. Uh, Cried a little. (laughs) Kitson says the lamb's dead, but uh, James swallows his good deed about giving it painkillers. And when we're in with the cow, he he tells Helen about what he did, and Mm -hmm. Helen insists that he should stick up for himself. And he tells her that the Dales farmers will never think he knows better than them, and that it's better to treat the animal and let them think they got one over on you. Um, and before, but before they leave, we see Kitson shoe a lamb inside a barn. And I was like, is that the injured you? Oh, it had to be. Cause he's like, go, go, <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> Which was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to hide it. That was great. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, he can't let James know that he did something right. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Christmas party. Yes. I'm so excited. Support for all creatures, great and small, on Masterpiece is made possible locally by WITF members and by Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, and Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, Christina, did you see Mrs. Hall's amazing dress? She is so beautiful. I know. Like, my, so my fiancé thinks she is the pretty one Ooh. on the show. And he's right. In this episode, she really does look very pretty. Yeah, she has she did dolled her herself hair. up. Um, and I, that dress is gorgeous. Yeah, it's like all sparkly. I, I did notice that her dress was a little bit dated, but it was beautiful. And I thought probably this hmm. was the last time she got all dolled up was in the 20s 
when she was happily married. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. Yeah. So her, her dress is beautiful, but it's a little bit dated and she catches her reflection in, um, I guess, a photo on the wall or yeah. a, a painting and she looks a little bit panicked I know. <laughs> and she immediately starts pulling down the mistletoe and she comes face to face with Siegfried and he goes you look different I know come on Siegfried get it together <laughs> like he just kind of stares at her and I'm like uh, did they just have a moment I think it was a moment it was a moment I think it was a moment so <laughs> I think I'm I think you're pulling me to your side of uh, that Mrs. Hall and Siegfried need to be together and he, he he explains himself which is good I mean that in a pleasant not pejorative sense yes. <laughs> Oh, Siegfried. Uh, so James and Helen arrive and they're discussing Christmas lunch before Siegfried pulls James in to look at Tricky. And James asks if Helen would open the door and greet the guests. He just puts her to work. Mm-hmm. Another assumption. Uh, James implies um, that Siegfried and Diana are getting serious when he's in with Siegfried. Mm-hmm. And he says, sweet company refreshes the soul and awakens our hearts with joy. <laughs> and Siegfried didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> he, like, looks him, like, stares him down. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, James suggests that Mrs. Pumphrey needs to be with Tricky Woo. Um, and Siegfried says, please tell me you're not about to preach the healing power of love. But they bring in Mrs. Pumphrey. Maggie shows up at the party. Tristan takes her coat and she says, I can undress myself. Thank you very much. They're very cheeky. They are. Uh, And (laughs) (laughs) she announces that she's getting married to Arthur and she's there for one last night of fun. Yeah. But she gave him a kiss under the mistletoe. And when she went to do that, I saw her hand go up and I Uh, saw her ring. ring. And I was like, oh, no, Tristan. (laughs) You are a ring spotter. I am. I I did not notice that. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, Helen's in the hall. She looks very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Kitson asks Helen for a drink, a refill on her, his drink. And she's like, no, she's real short with him. He's like, but you just offered. But she's clearly <laughs> freaking out and panicking. Audrey comes down the hall. She's dressed in something a little less stunning. She still looks really nice. Yeah. But she's not in this like stunning, pretty black dress with the sparkles. And she takes care of Mr. Kitson. Um, I know. When, I yeah. felt I felt bad for Helen because she, I guess she's not used to catering to other people in that way. Well, right. She's like on the farm. She's doing farm work. She's exactly. not a, she's not a party host. No, she's not. <laughs> not at all. Um, when Helen gets the chance to tell Audrey that they're not coming to Christmas lunch, she doesn't. So mm-hmm. they're still double booked. Um, Siegfried is out getting Mrs. Pumphrey. So James has to be Father Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Helen's that. an elf. Although it's a much less embarrassing costume than Tristan's. Yeah, I think elf she just costume. took the hat. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, much more dignified. Knowing Helen, she's like, I am not getting in that. Like, nope, that's not me. Exactly. Um, she's also a little shorter than Tristan, so it would probably be a little baggy. Is she shorter than Tristan? Oh, she seems, yeah. I, well, I guess she is. I f- remember reading that she's short, actually. She is very yeah. short. <laughs> uh, Gerald arrives, and Diana forces Audrey to talk to Gerald. She's I like, oh, that. that's so fascinating. You have to hear this. I know. It's great. Gives her the war paint. And then <laughs> yeah, and she puts them directly under the mistletoe. Yes. Audrey looks up, and she panics. And Gerald's real sweet. He says there's no need to panic. I know. But he's glad to have her friendship. And if that's all she wants with him, he's perfectly happy with that. And she runs away to do the rounds. She wants to make sure nobody needs topped off. She just runs away. It was really sweet of him to say that. Like that just shows that, you know, if you're not ready, I understand. I've heard your story. He's like a super nice. Like I'm. I don't actually know who team whose team I'm on because Gerald really is a really nice guy. Yeah, he's really so sweet nice. to her. <sighs> While waiting for kids to visit Santa, <laughs> James and Helen are talking about how life will change after marriage. Yes. And now she's sitting on him. Yeah. There's a kid that comes in. <laughs> and his beard is pulled down and under his chin. And his beard's pulled down. Oh, okay. Sorry. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. And here's, then, here's an orange. Yes. Yeah. So he gives the kid an orange. So yeah. I, I did a closer look on that. Oh, okay. Because we give candy canes. Oh, yeah. Right? We do. Oh, here's yeah, that's, a candy that's cane. That's the common Christmas flavor. Exactly. Over here in the U.S. So why oranges? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> um, in the 14th to the 18th century, giving a gift of an orange was a sign of wealth. Oh. Because oranges had to be chilled. So they often went bad during, like, transportation to okay. the U.K. So 
It was you, very expensive. Uh-huh. Lots of ice. Yes. So if you had oranges, you were considered rich. And um, St. Nicholas. Oh, St. Right? Nicholas Throwing is back. it back to what? Episode one? <laughs> Season one, episode one of this? Yeah. Um, St. Nicholas threw, we talked about how he threw the gold to three daughters. Yes. Now this story says that they he threw it into their stockings that were hanging to dry by the fireplace. Okay. And it was gold in the bottom of their stockings so that when they woke up, they saw it in the morning. So having okay. an orange in your stocking is like a thing now to represent okay. the gold and, and stuff like that. Oh. Okay, because it was so it's like a very expensive, yeah. Yes, yeah. So the orange is very expensive. So having a gift of it in your stocking, I think there's still people that sell citrus baskets around Christmas time, huh? Um, up where I live, anyways, like a fundraiser. Now that you're saying this out loud, I'm like remembering. (laughs) So I'm putting an orange in all the stockings. It's still continuing today. Yes. Well, I mean, Saint Nicholas is going to put oranges in our stockings for the children. That's good. It's vitamins. (laughs) It's very good. Exactly. I like it. I think I'm going to take that as a tradition. I think you should. Mandarins, maybe, because they peel easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do like those, and they're smaller. Um, while they're waiting for the kids. Yes. And handing out the oranges. James <laughs> says that they will be living at Skildale House after they get married because he has to be there for work. Mm-hmm. And they'll have the bed sitter at the head of the house. Not He's sh- telling everything is already planned right. out for Helen. She's, She's just supposed already to fold right in. All the decisions. Yeah. Does he know who he's marrying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did he forget? She clearly feels left out of the decision making. Uh-huh. And she says, well, I'll still be helping with the farm. Like, what? how does that work? And he's just not considered it at all. Yeah. And he admits Which, this is all new to him. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. I know. It's That's different because her dad even said, like, your decision is the bull. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? In the previous episode. She makes all, yeah. She had to make the decision about the bull. She makes she pretty, makes she makes the, the decisions. decisions at the farm. You know, mm-hmm. her dad's there and the, I feel and like they make it together. To do it. Yeah. yeah. Because he knows he has to train her to take over the farm, essentially. Mm-hmm. So she has to make these decisions. Whereas James is just making them for her and she's like, because what is going on? Because she's marrying him. That exactly. She folds into his life. Mm-hmm. James, come on now. Come I on. know. Bring it. Like, come on, James. <laughs> Get it together. Uh, they also come to terms with the fact that they might not be able to stay together for Christmas. They yeah. might have to each go to their own families because it's a day for family. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you go just... to family at Christmas time? Um, since since the pandemic hit, not yeah. so much. But before, yeah, we would we would all just all get together like too many people in my meemaw's house, and it was really nice <laughs> and really hot, and there was a lot of food. Yeah, so it was it was a nice big shindig. That's nice. You... My mom always hosts. Thanksgiving, or not Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas dinner. She, like, will live and die for that meal. Um, okay. So it's always... <laughs> so that's important. <laughs> she loves to it. be there. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, we had many conversations about what we wanted to do. So, because it's like a two-hour trip on Christmas uh, Day. Yeah. So we let that's the kids, like, our thing is going to be opening c- Christmas gifts in the morning, and then we head out around nap time. They okay, sleep, they in, the sleep car, in the car. That and makes, then we'll go for the dinner. a lot of planning involved. That's a lot of planning anytime <laughs> I take these children anywhere. <laughs> uh, we Miss Pumphrey arrives, and Tricky's still very unwell. Uh, Uncle Harriet offers Tricky a treat, but he doesn't eat it. I know. Um, none of the medications are helping. Mrs. Pumphrey says that Tricky fills every room in the house, and they certainly have fun together. And it's not the treats. They don't think it's the treats causing the stomach problem. They think it's probably a bug he picked up. So that probably makes Mrs. Pumphrey feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. And when she asks, well, what are you going to do for him? Siegfried says there's not much more they can do. And then I cry a little bit. Why do you cry a little bit? (laughs) So fun story. I blocked this entire storyline out of my memory. Because I went through something very similar with Nolly, who is my whole heart and my soulmate, Yeah, uh, probably the year prior. And it was the most stressful two months of my life. She is a voracious eater, and she didn't want to eat anything. <laughs> Her poops were weird, and she's a super pooper. They're always perfect. <laughs> and it was just a nightmare. She was sad. She, like... If we went somewhere, she had plenty of energy. So at least she wasn't as bad as Tricky Woo is in this episode. Mm -hmm. But she just wouldn't eat. And I was so stressed. And finally, we figured out that she needed um, Pepsid. So now every day, 
at 7.45 in the morning and in the evening. She gets half a tablet of Pepsid mixed with peanut butter. We call it peanut butter Pepsid time. And yes, I sing the song, peanut butter Pepsid time, peanut butter Pepsid time. And she gets so excited. Uh, so it's a happy ending. Uh, but I like... I was so stressed. I cried so much. I told the vet tech person that answered the phone mm-hmm. that I loved them because I was so tired. Aww. I was like hanging up with them. Okay. Okay. I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it was very awkward. <laughs> uh, but Sometimes that happens. <laughs> uh, it, I blocked this whole thing out. I can't. I just I couldn't do it. I cried several times during yeah. this episode because of Tricky Woo. <laughs> well, especially we're so invested in Tricky. Yeah. Tricky's love the him. best. Um, but yeah, that's my, my, my tragic story about well, why I don't sharing. remember anything about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, Helen's in the, fa- in the kitchen with the farmers, mm-hmm. like she she's just a opens a bottle of beer and starts chatting with these men. Yes. And Mr. Kitson's being a real jerk and he keeps calling her Mrs. Harriet and mm-hmm. she was like, listen, that's not my name yet. Um, and I feel like this is also a sign that she feels like she's losing herself a little bit because mm-hmm. losing your last name, I'm not changing my name when I get married. Like, Ooh, I'm engaged, like that. but I'm just not doing it because it's my name. So I feel her on this. I feel like she feels like she's losing so much of her identity. Yeah. Because one James day. is making all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Everyone's calling her Mrs. Harriet, and they're not even married yet. And, like, that's a lot. It's a lot that's to take a lot. in. It really is. <laughs> um, but... She sticks up for the vets, and she says everything always changes. Nothing stays the same. Uh, and she gives Mr. Kitson a piece of her mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, don't last me. <laughs> James had to give the you an injection to help her get on her way. And this is when she finds out that the lamb is still alive. Yes. So Helen leaves to go speak with James. Uh, meanwhile, also, Tristan thought that he and Maggie might have ended up together. And Maggie laughs. And he, she says, I know. Poor Tristan. You're like a magpie flitting from one shiny object to the next. And all the girls know it. They're happy to have a laugh with you while it's still fun. Uh, and I know. he looks really disappointed. He, he even says, like, good for a giggle and not much else. Oh, yeah. Good for a giggle Poor and not Tristan. much else. Yeah. So she says, if you want something more out, you got to put a little more in. And he's he knows he can be more than a giggle, and I think he's really heartbroken. But do you do you think he and Maggie like went all the way? I don't. So I was wondering <laughs> <laughs> because uh, like last season they woke up together on the couch, and I right. was like, well, they're fully clothed. They don't look too disheveled. They kind of right. just look like they fell asleep on the couch, hanging out and talking, maybe kissing, maybe whatever. having some drinks. This one again, like. They're not too disheveled. Like, his shirt is tucked in. Like, his jacket's off, which is different. But, like, her clothes aren't disheveled. Her hair is not. So I was, like, very confused as to whether or not they actually, you know, had sex or not. Went all the way. Yeah, went all the way. Whether whether they got (laughs) naked. Exactly. Uh, Very confused. I mean, we know that that happened in the 30s. This was not, like, unheard of. And they, you know... There were condoms for sale. Yeah. Let's well, be real. Well, I didn't know that. They don't put that in the show. And I wasn't back in the 1930s. I wasn't born then. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it could have been an, an innocent heavy makeout session. Maybe. But she is engaged. So is it really that innocent? Like, I know. I like, know. And then I'm like, you're engaged, woman. Do you want to marry Arthur or not? Yeah. She's there for one, she's last, one, last, one last night of fun. I, I wonder if they're, she's going to break it off with Arthur and, and be with Tristan. I kind of hope so. She's really good for Tristan. And she says so she's telling him this because she actually cares about him, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not saying there's no hope for them because they look so good together. They do. And I, I like w- them together. I would like them to, to be together. Yeah. I think she handles his sarcasm and joke joking side a lot. I think she handles that well. <laughs> yeah. Well, she gives it right back to him. They exactly. have very similar personalities, mm-hmm. but it, it works well. Um, back with Tricky Woo. Uh, Helen has talked to James about this the sheep that's still alive, and uh, they're going to give Tricky the same injection mm-hmm. uh, to give his body a chance to rest and hopefully heal. But there's a chance he might not wake up. <sighs> I can't believe that. And then she's like whispering in his ear, yes. and Tricky is like the best actor on the He's whole entire show. Sorry, there. cast. <laughs> Derek Tricky. is amazing. We love Tricky. Derek is the best. Um, I cried. Yeah. She says, can I hold his paw? And then I cry some more. I know. My <laughs> eyes were like all tearing up. I had chills all over. Yeah. It was, it was so well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, every, 
Yeah. So I cry. I cry a lot in this episode <laughs> over Tricky. Everybody's leaving the party. Uh, Siegfried starts to invite Diana to Christmas lunch. But she says, mm-hmm. don't you think that having someone over for Christmas sets certain expectations? It's Basically the, repeating verbatim what he said. It's the same exact said. words. I was like, did, did yeah. he like, does she like, she just knows him so well. <laughs> well or she's, she's listening recent, in on his conversations. She's recently divorced, too. I yeah. mean, he's probably her rebound. Yeah. <laughs> she well, says, she did. I think she said she liked, she likes where she's at. Yeah. You know? And she was, she was happy to spend Christmas alone herself, in yeah. a quiet house. She says, let's not overcomplicate it. And. She invites him for a nightcap. Which also insinuates that they are going oh, to they, have sex. They are <laughs> definitely they are definitely going all the way. <laughs> <laughs> they have rounded third base and they're heading for home. <laughs> uh, but it seems like Diana would like Siegfried to just be good for a giggle. Yes. And uh, I don't think casual relationships are really something Siegfried does once he decides he's all in. I agree. So I feel like this might be the end for Siegfried and Diana. Or we're getting to the end. Yeah. Which is a shame. But he did. He needs somebody like Diana. So it was good either way that she came Mm -hmm. into his life. Well, for somebody to pull him out of where he was. Yeah, that like whole... The shell and the walls that he built up. Yeah, was he wasn't talking him. to any women, and he didn't know how to talk to them when he did. Right. So it was good for him to have this little fling. So Maybe Dorothy's Dorothy, coming up. Through Dorothy and Diana, he is a fully actualized person now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Dorothy will come back in season three. <laughs> oh, maybe. Or Mrs. Hall. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm hoping for Mrs. Hall. Yeah. Um, Audrey founds, finds Gerald in the kitchen. Yeah, he's trying uh, to he's clean trying, up. <laughs> he's trying to help, which is so sweet. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, trying to help her. Also, yeah, perfect, because she does everything for everybody else. Exactly. Uh, but she's like, go, get out of the kitchen. But she stops him, and she kisses him on the cheek for earlier. So sweet. It was so sweet. And she invites him to Christmas lunch. And they both look so happy, and Gerald almost leaves out the wrong door. <laughs> That's the garden. He's like so <laughs> flustered. So now, remember, she was the flustered one at the beginning yes. of the season. And now he's the flustered one. Mm-hmm. Super cute. It's adorable. They're and such like, they're so cute together. <laughs> they are. They are like, they are perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Tristan's in the corner of the kitchen watching it all. And he's he goes, so, he's so creepy. You're a it. dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Hall. I know. Uh, but Tristan looks a little forlorn. And. Mm-hmm. Audrey notices. Doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything. Another scene of no words. They just look at each other. They look away. Mm -hmm. And they just look sad and worried. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the Christmas party. All right. Well, listen, let's let's take a quick break. Yeah. All right. And then when we come back, can we talk about Christmas Day? Absolutely. Yay. (laughs) Support for all creatures, great and small, on Masterpiece is made possible locally by WITF members and by Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, and Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster. Welcome back, and it is Christmas Day! Yes! Yay! And today is the day that we find out if Tricky Woo has made it. I know. Uh, So in the morning, James comes downstairs and he grabs the ephedrine to wake Tricky Woo. And Tristan joins him. They both examine Tricky. I was a little sad that nobody slept in Tricky's uh, place was, with him. It was sad. Like, like, come on, people. We would one of us, like Matt or I, would have slept with. The I would. I would. Mrs. Pumphrey would have. I would. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. yeah. I'm surprised Mrs. Pumphrey. Here's a cot. Stay. Sleep next to your dog. <laughs> um, but his heart rate's real slow. Mm-hmm. So James administers the adrenaline to wake Tricky up. And Tristan and James both talk to him to wake him up, baby talking and everything. I know. And he's just not stirring. But Tristan has the idea of putting food in front of him. Genius. And he's awake. Yay! And he eats. And I'm so happy. And I'm I crying again. I was so <laughs> happy because if, like, if anything happens to Tricky, I don't know what I'm yeah, going to do I with myself. I don't know if I can. If Tricky goes, I don't think I can keep watching. I don't think I can keep I, watching we'll either. We'll see. But I, I so hope I hope don't. somebody's listening to that. Right. So do nothing not can happen take to Derek off the show. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, he eats. It's a Christmas miracle. He's just chowing down, and Tricky yes. is going home for Christmas. Oh my so, god! I was so happy. Mrs. Pumphrey gets her family back. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, James delivers Tricky, and Mrs. Pumphrey invites him in for a sherry. And at first, he turns her down, but then he goes. Mm. 
Why not? It's and Christmas. He, he goes in for a sherry. Mm-hmm. Back at Scaledale House, while helping Audrey prep for the meal, Siegfried finds Tristan's grades envelope. Mm-hmm. And Siegfried asks Mrs. Hall if she's keeping a secret from him. And she goes, probably several. I know. I love it. <laughs> and he clarifies that it's about Tristan's grades. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Hall and Siegfried both assume that he was sad last night. Like Mrs. Hall saw that he looked forlorn. Yeah. So she, she didn't ask that. Him. Right. She shares that with Siegfried. And they both just assume that he was sad because mm-hmm. he failed. Which, rude. Come on, guys. He's been working so hard. I know. Uh, Tristan walks into the room and they just look at him. What is it? What have I done? That's something I've probably yeah. said. <laughs> he just assumes he's in trouble, I which is it. also a safe assumption. Yes. Uh, and Siegfried has this line where he says, trying to make you into someone you're not is a waste of the person you are. And I was like, so this, sweet. He, does, he clearly doesn't fully believe in Tristan. So that's not so great. But that was so sweet. It was something <laughs> nice like, Siegfried said to Tristan. It was actually nice. Yeah, we could put that in like less than a handful <laughs> of true. nice things that's that Siegfried has said to Tristan. It's like. And we're on episode 14 of the series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Siegfried's getting better, though. He's, he's getting better. He is. He is. This is when Tristan shares that he passed mm-hmm. and he was going to save the news as a Christmas gift for Siegfried. Um, and he hoped it would be a, a thank you for all the money, time, and patience, or money and time. Yes. No patience from Siegfried that he, ever. That he uh, offered him. And then Siegfried kind of looks at him and he's like, I, I want to see the results paper. I know. And then they're arguing <laughs> they while are. like Mrs. Hall's on the phone with James in the hall. Yeah. And I love how like they did, they did a great job filming both of them. Like yeah. Mrs. Hall talking to James and saying like, yes, he passed his exams. And then they're arguing okay. in there. And then she and goes, they're arguing about something. They always figure something they, to argue well, about. They, they always find something. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then it was And great. then it's just like, then it's over by the time Mrs. Hall gets back in yeah. there because... Tristan hands him the papers mm-hmm. and Siegfried like it seemed like he was maybe having a little mental breakdown. I think he was. He just starts laughing like ha, 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 <laughs> and then he looks so proud and it looks like there's tears in his eyes. Oh, yeah. Because Tristan finally did it. He finally passed. Yep. He finally passed. <laughs> He's so proud. Yes. Um. I guess uh, James also thanks Helen for passing on the news about the ewe and uh, says that she can talk with the farmers in ways he can't. Ways yes. he can't. Uh, they trust her because she knows the farming life. She, she's oh, one yeah. of them. She's so a farmer. She's, she's one she's of them. part of their crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when we see that James and Helen and the whole crew have brought Christmas lunch to Mrs. Pumphrey's. It's amazing. Which is so sweet and also solves the problem of being double booked. Now there's two Christmas lunches at one place with lots of people. Exactly. Excellent chills. solution. Yes. I had chills because it was so sweet of them to it include Mrs. Pumphrey and so she wasn't so, alone for the holidays. It was so beautiful. And everybody's getting to know each other. Um, Audrey introduces Gerald to Mrs. Pumphrey. Richard is telling Mrs. Pumphrey that she might want to throw a cover over the chair. but Because <laughs> he's dirty. Because he's, he's a farmer. Because he's a farmer. And she's like, oh, they're all ratty anyway. And you'd only be adding to the history. Their that history. Was that yeah. was really sweet. And Richard actually looks happy. I know. We see a smile. Like an actual smile. Remember? I don't know how many people watched Parks and Rec, but there's an episode where. Yes, um, I watch it. Okay. Yes, I love it. I'm shaking (laughs) my head like insanely right now. I can't remember Nick Offerman's character's name right now. Oh, my gosh. He's on Parks and Rec? Yeah. Yeah. He's the he's the libertarian that doesn't believe in government and he oversees (laughs) Parks and Rec. Anyways. He is real stern and like Wait serious all the time. That's no Nick Offerman. He oh my gosh, Ron. Ron, yes, it's Ron. he's Ron Watson. Yeah, is it Swanson? Swanson. 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 Ron Swanson. That's it. Yes. No, he's not. He is. Oh my gosh. He is. No, he's not. <laughs> This is insane. I did not know that. He's always so serious, but there's one episode where he gets like crunk. He gets so drunk at a party and he's just like happy. (laughs) That's what Richard reminded me of. Oh my gosh, I have so many memes about Ron Swanson. (laughs) I love that show. That was was my like pop culture moment. Uh, But yeah, like Richard looks so happy. He's singing along. He might be the one that's totally out of tune. We're not sure if it's him or James. (laughs) They're all singing. They're singing wonderfully. Yeah. so they have this big party, and then they go back to Skeldale House, and James calls his mom. And she sounds happy to hear from him. Yes. Uh, he asks if Dad has done the log yet, and she claims that 
his dad carves his Kaliak to look just like her. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and they they miss each other. And James says something along the lines of like, well, dad sees your face the most. And she's like, oh, so I've got a face like a log then. And it's real <laughs> playful and, and cheerful. And I really, I love this scene because you get to see more of like his mom's playful side. Yes. Even though like, she's usually so serious and she mm-hmm. like puts him up on a pedestal. But you actually get to see how her and her husband work as a couple. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was really nice. And James says, Mom, I never said thank you. If it weren't for you paying for college, I wouldn't be here doing the job I love. Tears. And she says, don't be daft. You're our boy. What else were we, what else were we going to do? I know. It was so sweet. Such a sweet moment. She does love him. She just was heartbroken and she needed some time. (laughs) She needs some time to heal. Uh, He hangs up the phone and goes to join everybody at, in Skeldale House in their living room. And James burns the old man winter. I mean, old woman winter. Old man winter. Old man winter. <laughs> old woman winter in the fireplace. And uh, Siegfried says, so what now? Do we do a pagan chant? And uh, he says, well, close. I'm going <laughs> to recite a bit of Robbie Burns. So he recites some of Old Lang Syne. Yes. And I actually did a closer look on that. Okay. So the um, it's a poem. That becomes a Scottish song with words attributed to the national poet of Scotland, who is Robbie Burns. Okay. All right. And the lyrics are about old friends having a drink and recalling adventures that they had long ago. Oh. Old Lang Syne. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it translates to. Time's long past. Yeah. Yeah. And he first wrote it in 1788. And then the poem did not appear in, like, print until after he passed away in mm. 1796. The ways of being an artist. I know. Yeah. You're not famous till— You're not appreciated until you're gone. Yes, it's rude. exactly. It's so rude. <laughs> we need <laughs> so to just rude. be, like, better at this, people. Yeah, but he's the—so na- he's considered the national poet of Scotland. Yes. That's cool. Mm-hmm. At least he got some props. Yeah. So I was really—I <laughs> really liked— um, hearing that and I was actually a little confused because we use that line in the American flag song yeah. um, and so I was a little I didn't confused. realize that I know <laughs> you were singing this whole thing I know and you found should it. old acquaintance be forgot <laughs> and that's in our um, and I've only oh heard it as the New Year's song yeah. that we sing every year it's the ball drops yeah so well, I, I guess don't I didn't know that it, but, but like the you're a grand old flag oh that's what the song that's the, the song title called. Yes. You're a grand old flag. You're, you're a high flying, flying flag. flag. Like, yes. I know that part. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that song. And then song, at the end, <laughs> it says, should old acquaintance be forgot? Keep your eye on the grand old flag. <laughs> I just <laughs> never realized. I only I, know one line from Old Lang But Syne. I know that. I didn't know <laughs> Old Lang Syne or the poem or anything about oh, it. So wow, really, okay. you that's learned why something. I was interested. You learned something today. I did. I was really happy. <laughs> I hope somebody else learned something, too. I actually really liked that they ended this episode with this with the uh, poem because it mm-hmm. kind of ties to the whole idea of modernization, which has been running through this whole season that James wants to modernize the practice. And yeah. Siegfried's kind of tied to the old ways. So I thought it was an interesting choice. It was nice to kind of tie it together like that, put a bow on it. Too. Yes. Um, the writers really know what they're doing. They really, they're really do. Good. They are so good at this. Yes. Get them a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so everyone's sitting around with their drinks and Siegfried's still staring at Tristan's grades and he sees that he passed with distinction. Siegfried and Audrey hold hands and I'm like, that was another cute. moment. I know. Uh, but then warplanes are flying overhead. She hears them. Yeah. Nobody else hears them, but she Audrey does. Audrey goes to the window and she looks up. She sees it flying over. She looks very worried. But the night ends peacefully at Skeldale. Mm-hmm. But yes, war is just literally looming over their house so yeah. so we'll yeah. probably get that a lot in season three and you know it's right now it's the whole season you know leading up to the war and listening to the radio seeing this airplane it's all been audrey and yeah it has, it has been all through her eyes she's yeah. the one that's been paying attention to everything mm-hmm. and she's like three sons essentially you yeah know, her, now she like has edward tristan, tristan and, and james and james to, to worry, really about, worry about but yeah it's yeah. and she she basically lost her husband to the war too yes so it's not pleasant for Mrs. Hall, and I, I have a feeling that next season's going to be a little heavy. Yeah, I think so, so too. But for we'll now, we'll goes. keep it light, because this right. was a really and cute there, Christmas episode. I'm sure there will be moments of levity in there somewhere. I'm sure. They really so, know what they're doing. Yeah. These writers, telling you, they're amazing. Just keeping us on the edge of yes. sadness and happiness <laughs> at all times. <laughs> they're very good at it. They are very good. And I really hope that um, we see more of Tricky. 
oh, because that would be nice. <laughs> well, we know we know that Tricky is on the posters for season three because, like I said, I completely blocked out the storyline of Tricky. Oh. So I'm like, oh, my God, does Tricky go? And I'm like running through my head. I'm like, is there any sign of Tricky? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Tricky's on the season three posters. Oh, good. Everything's fine. <laughs> the only one I noticed was Scruff. I don't remember seeing Tricky. So oh, was Scruff on? But Tricky's He's on, on like the little pillow. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. I was just looking at the one so, side, not the other. But Tricky Thank made you. it, so we're Thank good. Thank you for clocking that. We're I good. Appreciate it. We need Tricky in our life. <laughs> More Tricky. Yes. Maybe just a whole series about Tricky. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Wait. Before um, I have something for Are you. Are you doing guys. another I do. surprise? I do. Oh, oh, I forgot come all on. about it. I can't. <laughs> you can call me Santa Beth. Santa Beth. <laughs> Mother Christmas. <laughs> a Christmas popper. Yeah, Ooh, so, fun. Okay. All right. Remember in season one, they all had hats and they had like the cracker. Oh, And I yeah. did the closer look on it. Well, okay. I found these on. Amazon. Oh, so okay. I hope that it's right, but you're. I think you're just supposed to pull you just them. Pull it. Okay. Okay. Let's, so we're gonna pull them. Are you ready? Are we counting are we, to three? I don't know. On three or yeah, after on three. three? On three. On three. One, <laughs> two, three. Ah! Woo! <laughs> Ooh, Ellie, you did it right. Ooh, I dropped everything on the ground. Do you have a joke? Oh, I have a joke. What's Ooh. the weather report every Christmas Eve? A hundred percent chance of reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> Mine That's is so cheesy. What do snowmen eat for lunch? Icebergers. There's a crown. Oh, there is! <laughs> Yay! The Christmas crown. Well, I guess I have to wear this to our meeting this afternoon. We do. We do. <laughs> All right. Allie's joke is: What do snowmen call their offspring? Children. <laughs> <laughs> These are great. This is amazing. Oh my gosh, this is there's awesome. And then there's a little, little dice. I have a die. You what have do you have? I don't you get? know what mine is. It's like a keychain thing. Okay. Is it a pen? I don't know. What'd you this get? It's a mystery. Oh, Allie, you got a, a beer can opener. That's oh. awesome. Or a beer bottle opener. It's like in the shape of a fish. That's awesome. Oh. Well, okay. I hope you guys enjoyed um, my little Christmas crackers. <laughs> that so That's so <laughs> fun. Thank you, Beth. Of course. I couldn't not get them. Bring in the they party. Because you're Tristan, you I are am Tristan. Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> Love that Allie's wearing hers on top of her. Nice. It looks right great. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much um, for all of you listening. We love this fandom. We love all creatures great and small. And we are so grateful for you guys listening and helping us stay together. Yes. Uh, once again, we'd love to hear all of your thoughts and opinions from seasons one and two and going into season three. So send us your thoughts at ps at witf.org. This podcast was produced by Ali Amaros for WITF. I'm Beth Capello. Merry Christmas, everyone. And I'm Christina Zeiters. Have a wonderful holiday and a happy new year. We can't wait to join you again for season three. Yay! We'd like to thank Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster, and WITF members for supporting all creatures great and small on WITF. Thank you.